everyone, and welcome to the latest Squiggly Podcast Minnesota on this year's Bradford Animation Festival. I'm Ben Mitchell, and today I'll be bringing you a quick interview snippet with another one of the festival's truly honoured guests and another personal hero of mine, Australian animator Adam Elliott, whose films explore the best and worst qualities of human nature with an honesty that is truly rare. In our latest full episode of the Squiggly Podcast, which was released last week, we brought you an earlier interview with Adam from roughly two years ago. And this weekend, while he was at Bath, I was very privileged to be able to finally meet him in person and have a follow-up chat, which we'll be hearing some of in a minute. For those of you who don't know the name Adam Elliott, I'm certain you're familiar with his work, whether it be the Oscar-winning Harvey Crumpet, his early semi-autobiographical trilogy of shorts Cousin, Brother and Uncle, or the fantastic feature film he directed in 2009, Mary and Max. What binds his work, dubbed by himself as Cleographies, are that they're predominantly tales of lives led with difficulty and multitudinous obstacles, and as such a tragic, witty, and atypically life-affirming all at once. Adam was at Bath to present a retrospective of his films and chat on stage with the wonderful Barry Purvis, a stop-motion filmmaking kindred spirit in many respects, and it was definitely one of the most successful highlights of the festival, and we at Squiggly were very fortunate to be able to attend and steal Mr. Elliot away for a few minutes after the presentation, so without further ado, here's Adam Elliot at the Bradford Animation Festival. Something I love about watching these sort of films multiple times, and especially with the short films, and I've, I've seen all those films uh, that we watched this afternoon quite a few times, and there are always little details or little moments in it that I'll have either forgotten or I'll have, I'll, they'll sort of strike me in a particular way. And lovely little bit I th- for this uh, watching Cousin today. It was that he, he, he almost resented his cousin with cerebral palsy because he got to pee sitting down. And I, I forgot that lot, yeah. Mm. He felt he was spoiled. You know, like to me, they're like looking at old photo albums yeah. that are blinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff I've forgotten, and a lot of stuff I think, oh, why? why what was my intent? Why did I put that, that scene or, or moment in? And it's, it's like rereading your diaries, and I don't keep a diary, but I see my films as a sort of diaries, and, and you see, trying to remember where I was in that, at that time, what, what was my mental state, was I, was I depressed, what was I trying to say, and a lot of it you realise that you have certainly changed since then and grown up, and, um, but in many ways you realise, oh, well I had a... I think I was more naive back then and that was probably a nice period to be in because I wasn't so uh, conscious of what the audience, audience were expecting or wanting. I was just making films from instinct and the trouble with age is that you become more self-aware and more, more self-conscious of what you're doing and you can actually ruin your work by... It can become a bit contrived and forced and I think, you know... Student films are full of naivety and, and honesty and, 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 of course, plenty of flaws, but you can see through those flaws into what they were trying to do and that it was hopefully coming from the heart because mm. that's where I try and get as much honesty and truth into my, into my films, even though that their blobs are plasticine. I'm trying to get the audience to empathise with these blobs mm-hmm. so that they can relate and, uh, and uh, empathise, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So the, the impression I got uh, from talking about it today was that ultimately looking back at, at working on a feature-length film, it wasn't your cup of tea so much. <laughs> like it, it's, 
the stresses of it, perhaps, or the, the just the. Well, I don't want to sound like a spoiled child, but but you know, I was very lucky to get a chance to make a feature, and um, I don't regret making Mary Max, but it was so much more difficult to make than I anticipated. Um, we were under resourced, you know, the the eight million dollars we we got really had to be stretched. Everyone worked very long hours, um, and. You know, of course, there were moments of enjoyment and uh, fulfilment and satisfaction, but there were so many days where I just wanted to, to curl up into a fetal position and die, you know. And I said today it was like making love and being stabbed to death at the same time. And that sounds very melodramatic, but it was very, at times, a very challenging project. And just the scale of it was difficult. You know, every single prop set and character had to be handmade. Mm -hmm. We had over 120 people. We had all these sound designers. And like any feature film, you know, it was a a huge, hugely collaborative project. Whereas Harvey Crumpet and my, my earlier shorts, you know, it was a small, intimate team and there was a lot of time to ponder and think about things. So the next project will uh, be a shorter form than sort of... I think so and that's why I've come to Bradford and and recently Ottawa Animation Festival is to be amongst kindred spirits and Mm -hmm. be amongst short filmmakers and see where the art form is going and being at Ottawa I just saw such amazing short films that weren't what I was expecting. I thought there'd be a lot of really highly polished CGI animation, but a lot of the stuff was very had a very organic feel to it, a lot of drawn animation and, mm-hmm. and non-narrative and uh, non-linear. And, yeah, I really like where sh- the short animation world is going. And mm-hmm. I think, well, maybe, what I, maybe I should shorten my feature script and make it a short. So I'm, I'm going through this process of just um, working out what is the next step. I've got a story, that's for sure, and it's written, um, and it's, it's very polished. I've been writing it for three and a half years or so, so it's done. Mm-hmm. But it's just working out now how we're going to finance it. You know, what, what is the scale? Because we want to enjoy this one. Yeah. You know, you only get to make one film every five years, and I'm getting older, and I want to make sure that the process is enjoyable mm. most of the time. You know, yeah. you're still going to have your ups and downs, but I just want to make sure that... I don't get to the end of this one wanting to throw in the towel and have a new, you know. All filmmakers go through these these moments of self-doubt and we're fragile creatures and, you know, we all... What's that expression? I, I suffer for my art and now it's your turn. Mm. Um, I think the, the aim is to work out ways to, to enjoy the moment and smell the roses and... Uh, mm get on with it yeah one of the films that's competing this week is a film called butterflies by an australian animator isabel papard who i understand worked on mary and max and uh, are you familiar with the film oh absolutely uh, izzy um i'd never met izzy until mary max and we employed her as a mold maker she did a lot of the airbrushing of the characters she she became in one of the most popular crew members on the film and quite integral and and devoted and all those things but, of course, she, she wanted to, you know, when she finished on Mary Max, she wanted to make another one of her shorts. And uh, I hadn't really been exposed to her work in a, in a great way, but she wrote a script, got it funded by the Australian um, Screen Australia. You know, I really only started to see it come together at, towards the end, and um, she needed an editor, and so I recommended my editor, Bill Murphy, who, who came on board and helped Dizzy put it all together. And, uh, yeah, it's like... 
it's, it was interesting because on Mary Max, I had all these people come come on help help me make my film, and what I discovered was what the part of the process I really enjoyed was watching all these new friends and animators and set builders uh, enjoy the process. Of, mm. uh, even though I wasn't enjoying the process, it was great to see them enjoying the yeah. process and then being motivated and inspired to then go on and make their own films. And a lot of the animators who worked on Mary Max once the film was over have gone on to make their own work and Mary Max was leverage for them to mm. get money. So, yeah, it's like having grandchildren or something, you know. They, and that, as you get older, things like that you find are satisfying. I would never have expected that, that making Mary Max would have all these spin-offs, you know, mm. and, and that's the weird thing. The films take on a life of their own and, and there's some guy in New York who wants to turn Mary Max into a Broadway musical. God knows, you know, and that'd be great if mm. that happened and, and uh, the, the film's been turned into stage plays in uh, Poland and one in um, Argentina, I think. And so, yeah, they, they take on this own life. It's particularly a feature, you know, because a feature has, has greater impact and reaches mm. more people, so more things happen so yeah excellent that was adam elliott you'll be able to hear more from that chat in the coming weeks so keep your eyes on squiggly.com you can subscribe to adam elliott's mailing list at adamelliott.com.au that's elliott with one t you can also find out more on harvey crumpet and marion max at harveycrumpet.com and marionmax.com respectively Both are out on DVD and iTunes, so if you haven't seen them, we highly recommend that you find a chance soon. We'll be back tomorrow with another major player at this year's BAF, so see you then. 